0: A lot of pressure, man. Yeah, it is. Evil and evil, not our real names. Not
1: our real (laughs) names. Nailed it. Oh, you want me to do my bit? Okay, here we go. go. Who are those guys? Who are those guys? Who are those guys? You're gonna love it. It's just a little independent. That might have been too much, man. We're oh, rolling. We are. We are hot. We're hot. Now, you and, you call me when and the engineer is running out on us because we're too hot. We are too hot to handle. A Thanks. What I'm
0: noticing is at New Leonard Media Recording Studios, there's Korean kimchi barbecue flavored pork rinds. <laughs> and, and
1: that is amazing to me. We're, we're, I think I want to get into is those, that, maybe. Did you pronounce that correctly? Uh, kimchi? Yeah, is that, is that right? Barbecue, yeah. I, I believe you, because I have no, yeah. I would have...
0: Yeah. Kimchi! Well, you could say it fast if you wanted to. <laughs> kimchi! <laughs> kimchi! Well, welcome, everybody, to A Little Independent, the podcast where two friends talk about independent, obscure, just plain weird movies. My name's Ryan. And I'm Todd. Hey, Todd.
1: Hi, Ryan. How are you? You said, hey, Todd. Have you ever done that before? I think it's always... You threw, hey! You threw me
0: off. Well, that's that...
2: Uh, that... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wow, great the, dead air. Fire
0: the gun, <laughs> let the horses ha- out the gate. The, the Harry <laughs> Carey impression that uh, Will Ferrell used
1: to do. Hey! <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, that's on me, because, you know, I like... Stop you right <laughs> you when you started off. to roll i'm just you know i'm trying to get warmed up over here doing the stretches and yeah, then you know we're, just we're good. messing with you a little <laughs> it's good to see you. we're we're in the
0: uniforms we're feeling good
1: yep yeah yeah the uniforms are great it puts us right into uh well again not...
0: have you worn this outside no you haven't i haven't it's the best i'm not thing as brave ever. as you because it's the
1: best thing ever people are like Whoa, losing their mind, what is wrong but, with you, but they name the wrong movie twice on you, right, yeah, 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 so we've mentioned before what our uniform is, yeah. I believe it's uh Buffalo Bill holding precious, and uh, but
0: just the way that it that he's positioned over you it's very yeah, intimidating you, as yeah you you're
1: you're down in the cellar looking up <laughs> yeah, yeah. as he's hugging precious, yeah. looking down at you, saying. It rubs the lotion on its skin. Or it gets the hose again. If she will press, it, she will get the hose. It's, it's a
0: very intimidating t-shirt. And, and <laughs> when you look up Buffalo Bill t-shirts um, online, there's a bunch of them. But this one struck me as particularly upsetting, which is why I picked yeah.
1: it. Well, you were looking for the one where he's at the door because we, all, cause yeah, we yeah. always go, wait, wait. wait. And, yeah. and that's what you were looking for, which I doesn't was. exist, apparently. No, not that I found
0: but so if, we have uh, a we have an
1: opportunity. There
0: here. is one. Email us at a little independent podcast at gmail.com and maybe send us two free t shirts if you
1: like our podcast. We will wear them on the air, <laughs> promise. <laughs> yep. And you'll never see it. But we well, there's there's rumors will. out there we might get cameras. So you know who knows. You might be out. You know we have faces for radio, uh, but you know.
0: Are, well, you don't. Oh yeah, you're, right. you're a you're a you're a handsome fellow, dude.
1: You, you are the t- you it. are the Tour de France of. I could say it. That's all right. Yeah.
0: So um, it's been yeah, a little. Let bit. Let us know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> Solid podcasting.
1: Yeah, we're, we're we're we usually don't market, so today's yeah. an exception. Yeah. yeah, that's
0: okay. Well, uh, last movie was uh, your pick, and it was a fun
1: one. Yeah. I, I thought. I, I have I I forgot what it was already. You forgot the last movie? Well it's been two weeks now because you know. I we, forgot. We it didn't too, do actually. Rust Creek. Yeah. Our girl. Oh, oh. Oh. Okay, to follow up, we usually do this. I oh. watched your movie and literally had to force myself to to watch all the way through. Uh oh. Triple X. Return of Xander Cage. <laughs> you did in honor of in honor of our uh, Rust Creek gal, gal from uh, Rust Creek. Hermione. Right? Hermione, yeah. And uh, oh boy, you're <laughs> you, welcome. You <laughs> <laughs> you really you you it's, like to
0: it's, just <clears throat> It's, you, it's we, got Donnie Yen, Tony Ja. I don't even <laughs> need to say Vin Fucking Diesel.
1: So um, and it's probably was, the greatest was, movie I ever made. So this this is so awesome what actually happened. So I, I sat through it. I got through it. I promised myself I would do it. I watched the whole damn torturous thing. Did you say anything out loud while you were watching it? Where you are like, God damn it, Ryan? Or... <laughs> Probably. I okay. definitely okay. thought it. Okay. <laughs> but Hermione was worth it. You know, her, her little Halle Berry She's Barry got a nice scene. She's got a b- nice Bikini scene. out it. She wasn't in it, but it was in London, which is where she's yeah. from, which is cool. And she was a key character. And then right after that movie... I had Hulu on, Hulu Live. I'm, you know, scro- scrolling down the menu. Uh-huh. Elvis, Kissing Cousins, 1964. That's I a... went, hell yeah, put that on. <laughs> and there is a direct connection between that movie and and Return of Xander Cage. Really? Yeah. Can okay. you, can you I know you're on the edge of your seat right now. Can I you am. can you imagine? So whenever Elvis Walks into a scene or a room, and all the girls just go gaga and googly eyed and fall in love with them. Right. You know, and that's probably natural. Probably, you know, doesn't even have to be in the script. Yeah. Whenever Vin Diesel walks into a room, all the girls are like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. I want to sleep with you. I want to, I want to make, yeah, yeah. I want to make bondage jokes. Like of- he,
0: in this scene where he meets Hermione, he literally like bangs three girls into oblivion. You realize they're just they're they're unconscious like the yeah. things I do for my country, yeah. And in the next scene, they're all like, literally "Yeah, I, I did swear at
1: you when he said that line." I think <laughs> I mean that was as bad as can't we all just get along? And in, in the Planet of the Apes, you know, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Wow, interesting. So yeah, that's what I noticed immediately. I was like, okay, so you know, it's in the script. They all have to be, you know. Like, love potion number nine whenever he steps into camera range. Vin Diesel has has an ego, and
0: that's part of the reason I like him. Like, he just, he knows what he can do, and he calls himself Franchise Viagra. Or no, The Rock calls himself Franchise Viagra. Oh, you you just... And that's what caused tension with Vin Diesel. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. (laughs) Thank God. We're here to talk about the movie I picked for this week, uh... And I, I've been trying to to find, you know, go back in time a little bit and find, because there's a lot of independent film throughout the years, but one that was so big to me growing up that I didn't realize was independent because of the star yeah. was
1: 1984's Repo Man. Yeah, cool.
0: Had you ever seen this movie before? No.
1: Really? No. And and this is number 18 for us now. Episode and, 18, yeah. And the only movie that we've both seen, and this this is so... Surreal to me because, you know, of how we talk movies constantly and, yeah. you know, and how many we've each seen. Right. The only movie we've both seen out of these 18, I believe, is Butter. And I think all the others, the other the other one had yeah. not seen. Yeah. And that's, that's incredible point.
0: to me. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean,
1: I don't, I don't know how we did that. <laughs> that's
0: a good point. Well, you know, it shows the, the you know, the difference because... I think about this movie and I think about you, and this movie is so rooted for me because of the music, and yeah. it's punk rock. Yeah, and this soundtrack like just was the fucking bomb back in the day.
1: Yeah, and it's so torturous for me, and I can imagine it was.
0: <laughs> I didn't mean to do that to you intentionally, but goddamn, I love this guy. I
1: I like going into your world once in a while, you know, and then well, come back out and take a shower. And <laughs> yeah.
0: and not be so filthy anymore. So, um, 1984 Repo Man, uh, description of the film. A young punk recruited by a car repossession agency finds himself in pursuit of a Chevrolet Malibu that is wanted for a $20,000 bounty and is something otherworldly stashed in its trunk. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, yeah. Recruited into being a repo man. It's an interesting recruiting technique, that, right? That he used, <laughs> right?
0: Um, again, these are all IMDb facts, which we know are always true. But uh, it's labeled. Just as, Google it. Labeled as
1: an action comedy crime. Action comedy crime. Well, he stole. He stole what's in the trunk, so I guess that counts as a crime.
0: I would throw sci-fi in there, 1,000%.
1: You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, the crux of the movie is because be, in and, and the, yeah. the end.
0: The end makes it sci-fi yeah. with the slime green glow, <laughs> which there's some good stuff about that. But this movie stars, and this is uh, listed in the IMDb credits, Harry Dean Stanton.
1: Yeah. You guess what was on right before I came over to this podcast?
0: What was on? Because I know what
1: you watched and Hulu, recently. Hulu Live. Alien.
0: See, that's where I was going to (laughs) go. So Harry Dean Stanton, who plays Bud, has 205 credits to his name. Get out of here. He passed away at the age of 91. He worked until the end. He had movies that came out after he died.
1: 205.
0: Yeah. That's Uh, incredible. A lot of television. His first movie was an uncredited role of Department of Corrections employee in Alfred Hitchcock's The Wrong Man in 1956. Oh, wow. <laughs> and if you look at Harry again, legendary character actor, if you look at his his stats throughout the years, sometimes he did six to like nine projects a year. Like nine things listed in nineteen sixty five. Wow. So this guy, and you know how I feel about character actors. Like if oh, I yeah. had my druthers, that's what I'd be. And but the one thing that I know him for is Alien. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Every time I see him, I, I, the word right yeah. pops in. I can hear him saying it. And yeah. he's and he has been the lead in several movies. Yeah. And I just haven't seen many of them. He was in um, Kelly's Heroes, which is a movie I love. Oh, I do. Yeah, I don't remember him in that. Um, he was in a bunch of movies with Warren Oates, and he was notably in a movie in 1974 called Cockfighter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did he win?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It was, I think, literally about cockfighting. Uh, Warren Oates. Not
1: not crossing swords. No, not crossing swords. But but the the foul. It wasn't a porn. (laughs) Do
0: you know who Warren Oates
1: is? Is he he the the brother of Holland Oates? John Oates? No. (laughs) The love child. He was probably
0: best known as Sergeant Hulka in Stripes. Remember Stripes? Oh, yeah. Uncle Hulka. Our bestest friend. (laughs) Here, <laughs> Indian Stanton was in The Godfather Part Two, but he had a role in The Avengers, the scene where the Hulk falls through the thing. And doesn't he say, like, I think you've got a condition, son? <laughs> and it's the funniest. He almost steals the entire movie. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then, aside from Alien,
1: I go Escape from New York. Oh, yeah, he's the doc. Hell, yeah. The doctor. Hell, yeah. Is that an independent uh, oh, we'd have to I don't well, think that
0: was in a film festival. <laughs> probably not. Um second build, uh a lesser known actor, Emilio Estevez at this time. At this time as Otto. Um and do you know he he's got 14 directing credits? He's directed 14 movies.
1: Yeah, and he's also a organic farmer and owns a vineyard and makes his own wine. Does he really? Yeah, I heard huh. of, heard it right from his dad. <laughs> from his father in an interview that I watched on YouTube <laughs> a totally unknown person Emilio Estevez's dad yeah we yeah, yeah we we don't even have to say it so Emilio I
0: he's got only 47 acting credits
1: yeah he went into producing and directing I which think, is heavily after me. the well after being labeled the Brat Pack I right. see where you would would not want to get typecast in that uh that realm. I guess,
0: but Charlie Sheen. Come on, Saint Elmo's
1: Fire. Twelve. Charlie Let's go. Sheen was
0: in the same ilk, and he's got eighty-six acting credits. Yeah. So his brother has twice the amount of acting credits. They've worked together a few times.
1: Um, One of our favorite movies.
0: What Men at Work?
1: Which he oh, Emilio guys, directed. directed. Yeah, yeah, I love Fucking that movie. Love that
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Rated X? No. Where they play, I think, like two right. porn producers or something. Oh man. It's a good I think it was a Showtime made for Showtime movie. Okay. I
1: not that comes to mind. I don't think it, I did. It's
0: it's funny. He's got a credit um in a Bon Jovi music video called Say It not So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh cuz uh Young Guns. Do think they... Bon no, Jovi no, did that no. song that for was Young Plays Guns? Of Glory. And right, that... but it was he probably did another song for yeah, that movie yeah too. Yeah, maybe he did. So <laughs> I was
0: going to say is he going to be best known for Young Guns, do you think? Emilio
1: Oh, no, probably Breakfast Club. Mighty Ducks. Oh, yeah. But I I think... But that's years later. He may be down the
0: road known for that character.
1: Well, St. Elmo's Fire was pretty big in the 80s, too.
0: Yeah, it was. And Breakfast Club was right after this movie. It was right after Repo Man. Yeah. But I got to go with Maximum Fucking Overdrive. (laughs) I love that movie. And I know it's a Stephen King cocaine-fueled nightmare. Yeah. But it... It holds up to me. It It's a fun movie, and Emilio is kind of the same in that as he is in this. He's got the spiky hair, handsome guy. Oh, yeah. And a lot of charm. But in this, he's so, it's, it's so much more foul-mouthed that it's kind of shocking. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? When you see him, there's a lot of cursing in this movie, and apparently the um, edited made-for-TV version yeah. is hysterical. <laughs> because of how they change the swear words. <laughs> um, we also got Tracy Walter as Miller. And do you know this guy,
1: Miller? City slickers. Yes. Yeah. Bob. I the Goon ain't gonna from have Batman. no Amandine Craig story. It's gonna be brown. It's gonna be hot and plenty of it. <laughs> I- Paraphrase,
0: sorry, but <laughs> this guy is phenomenal. I, I, yeah, I think he's so great.
1: I love him in City Slickers. That's what I know him from.
0: So he, he plays Bob the Goon in Batman. He, he's like the the Jack in second. He plays um, Malik in Conan the Destroyer. Oh, he
1: Bob Gun, and then he shoots yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Oh yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> okay, I forgot so about he's that. He's a
0: prominent character in Conan the, the Destroyer, the second Conan film, which was terribly decided to be rated PG13 it's wilt Chamberlain's only acting credit <laughs> Conan the destroyer <laughs> um and ironically Tracy Walter was in young guns too oh the guy who played Miller so he and Emilio acted again yeah later cool he was in the TV show Airwolf do you remember that about the, yeah, the helicopter,
1: yeah, yeah, like a an attack yeah. helicopter. Yeah. I, I can see I think like Jan the...
0: Michael Vincent was the star of that, if I'm not mistaken. Dang, I, I fact check me.
1: Give me some hate mail. I don't care. <laughs> I'm still trying to pull that one through the cobwebs.
0: Um, then we have Olivia Barish as Layla. Um, a lot of TV. Had you ever seen her in anything, Layla?
1: She reminded me of a young Bernadette Peters.
0: That's interesting.
1: But but no, uh-huh. I didn't know her from anything else other than I kept thinking, she reminds me of her. She was in, on a couple of episodes of
0: The Incredible Hulk, she was on Charlie's Angels. Uh, she was in a movie called The Time Crystal, where a kid goes back in time and joins up with a young King Tut to battle evil.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta see that one.
0: <laughs> and she was in a 1989 movie called Dr. Alien, and... She was in the sequel to this movie in two thousand nine Repo Chick. Shut up. There is a sequel. There's a to this sequel. Movie. Yes, there is. Written and directed by the director of this film.
1: Does she wear smiley face pins?
0: I don't know. I haven't seen
1: it. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I, I really hope you know what's up with that. Because I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat, just waiting it's to find out. It's a punk out. rock thing. Um, oh, okay. Cy
0: Richardson plays Light. That's the boss. Uh. No, he is the African American fella who is in three of my favorite '80s movies. Okay, Sid and Nancy, which is the same director. Director. Okay, he plays the bartender in Tapeheads. Do you ever see Tapeheads? Nope. John Cusack and um,
1: <laughs>
0: <Tape> <laughs> Eric heads. Roberts. Tapeheads. Eric uh, Roberts, the the
1: yeah. guy that's been in the most movies of yeah. all time. Okay, and he is in They Live with uh
0: Roddy oh. Roddy Piper.
1: That was on the 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 scroll underneath, you know, that you might also like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they live. So Roddy Piper's in that? Yeah. I think I've seen that one. And forty I believe years ago.
0: He <laughs> plays he, he's the boss. He he is the boss in Men at Work. The guy who plays Light is the boss in Men at Work. Well he has a brother. I'll say there's a guy that Keith says, oh, that's a waste of a perfectly good yeah, one, that, man. That's, that's a different guy. Yeah. Okay. Keith David. But the boss... <laughs> How you do that? Is... Uh, well, there's another actor named David Keith, and now I'm getting... Yeah, it's Keith David. But the boss in Men at Work is the guy who plays Light in this movie. Okay. So there's other connections. What I think is interesting is the main characters are named Bud, Miller, and Light.
1: <laughs> I didn't catch that. Except for Otto... <laughs> Yeah, what the hell's auto? There's a
0: beer situation. Auto
1: parts? All right,
0: so tagline. Now, this is an infamous situation. So there's a bunch of taglines. Okay. A repo man is always intense, but only a fool gets killed for a car. Yeah. I do my best thinking on the bus. (laughs) Not just a job, it's an adventure.
1: Not a winner yet.
0: My favorite one, it's 4 a.m., do you know where your car is?
1: (laughs) Well, that was time-specific because they used to have that, do you know where your children are? That's right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, this is on the poster.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: This is going to be the whole This is the tagline that's on the poster. Meet Otto. He's a clean-cut kid in a dirty business. He's a repo man. He steals cars legally. Now he's out to repossess a 64 Chevy Malibu with an amazing reward of $20,000. But Otto is not alone. There are others who want the car and will do anything to get it. The risks are great because hidden in the trunk is something so incredible it could destroy them all. We'll give you a hint. It glows in the dark.
1: Uh, That's literally... I'm speechless. (laughs) That's on the poster. That's that's a description, not a tagline. (laughs) I know. That's literally on the poster? That's on the poster, yeah. Welcome to 1984. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh 1 hour and 32 minutes budget 1.5 million worldwide gross 129,000
1: million dollars. So oh. it didn't make a much so of money. So in today's money, yeah. 1984 a million and a half would be like what 100 million now.
0: No, probably not. Maybe <laughs> 10.
1: Uh it didn't make a
0: lot and it didn't it wasn't successful, but it was it was successful on a second run because
1: of the soundtrack
0: actually. It so, revived
1: Iggy's career is what I saw in, a, Iggy in, Pop, a, yeah. in an interview. Yeah. yeah. So Tracy
0: Walter uh, won Best Supporting Actor at the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films USA. Alex Cox was nominated for writing. Uh, Alex Cox won Best Screenplay at the Boston Society of Film Critic Awards. Alex Cox is the director of this film. Directed Sid Nancy, uh Kurosawa documentary, which is really awesome, called The Last Emperor. Uh, Last Emperor. And he's got two movies in development, one called The Boarding House Reach, and one called The Fourth Horseman, starring Franco Nero. Both in
1: development right now.
0: Yeah. So he's got movies in development
1: right now. So he's been around... Shit. Yeah. Going on 40 years. Yeah. 36 years. So Franco Nero,
0: in his newest movie, is also in Killer
1: Mermaid. (laughs) And Sid and Nancy is one you've told me to watch, which I haven't yet, so... Yeah maybe you get that on Gary the, uh, get that on the show. Oldman hates
0: his performance in that movie, but it's incendiary. Yeah, it's he's amazing. never had a bad performance. He's just tough yeah. on himself. So, um your your i your thoughts on this. Are you like an <laughs> 80s weirdo movie where yeah. you, where you Okay, bummed so,
1: out? So the first time I watched it a week ago, um uh, we had a delay in our in our podcast, so um I watched it once and then waited till, you know, yesterday and today to rewatch it. So the first time I thought my initial reaction was just this is fucking weird. This is just it's all over the place. This is a weird this is a weird movie. Writer director I love God love him, you know, but you know, and I'm like this is so Ryan. This is like this is Ryan's groove right here. And then the second time I watched it I I was more in the flow with it. I enjoyed it much more. Um is it that you you don't know kind of what you're getting in for and it's
0: kind of tough to To be on the journey the first time, yeah. It
1: just, yeah. It it just felt like, it just felt like it didn't have much structure. It was just kind of like a day in the life of, and it was the editing, and it was, and it was, it just kind of seemed weird, you know. Yeah, weird was the word I had, and and I was like, well, now I know why he says weird in the podcast. (laughs) So opening
0: credits, you see Michael Nesmith presents Michael Nesmith. Of the
1: monkeys, ah, <laughs> so that's where the one point five million came uh-huh. from.
0: <laughs> yes, it did.
1: So, which monkey is he? Because I don't know. Um, I don't remember. The, He's okay. not Mickey Dolan's or the other okay, I know recognizable who... one. <laughs> so there's a little a Davy, somebody, yeah, little Davey...
0: guy. Davy Jones.
1: And then Michael, the Michael guy, no, no, Nolans? Nicky Dol- Dolans. Nikki Mickey Dolans. Mickey Dolans yeah. I know who he is. Yeah. Because he was at the Autorama in Detroit Did once you know when I was the there. Did you know the
0: Monkeys were, like, a manufactured band?
1: Yeah. They didn't even play instruments. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They were made for a TV show.
1: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So
0: this guy had enough clout, and there's a little bit of a story later, but I, I was like, Michael Nesmith. Well, so-
1: one of the guy's mother or somebody invented whiteout. I remember hearing. So he had a bunch of money in his family. That could be, and that might be this guy. That could be. we I don't know. Right, I could we're putting be putting it on paper. I could be way out there. <laughs> and I, I like
0: the opening credits. I think the red
1: and green. Yeah. Did you, you know, see the highway six 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 on there? Yeah. Is that a real thing? Probably not. Because, it, but it. I didn't know if they had the capability or the I budget. Think that's just a weirdo thing to have done. Because it matched all the font of yeah. everything else, like yeah. on the map. I, I just thought that was weird. And uh, it's
0: specifically the the opening song I think is pretty cool, and it's a, an original song by Iggy Pop, whose career was not doing great at this time, and this was kind of a getting him back yeah. into the swing of things.
1: The, the the part I heard was on the interview about he had just moved to L.A. and uh, from wherever I don't know where he moved from, but New York or something. But right, and uh, yeah, he was not. He was he was not the man out there apparently yeah. and then he got this gig and it kind of relaunched him.
0: So you have an opening on a desert highway.
1: Black right. to be confused with the the Eagles song. Right. On a on a dark desert highway. But there's a car going by
0: and a a motorcycle police officer gets after it and, and I couldn't help but thinking, being a bike cop in the desert was fucking blow.
1: He was in the shade. Even still. <laughs> like, it's a what kind of job? It's, like, it's dry heat, and it's 110. God almighty. <laughs> and, he's, and he's in full uniform with a helmet.
0: It sounds... That looks... That's my yeah. first thought. Terrible.
1: Yeah. That seems a, like oh, a terrible yeah. job. Yeah, that, he must smell really bad.
0: <laughs> and not that it matters, but he, he pulls over this car, and did you notice anything about the
1: driver? Did anything... The sunglasses with one lens out <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, you know, totally spaced out. But you find out way later on why. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, he signed up for the lobotomy class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Which well, is an interesting thing. The yeah. lobotomized
0: man was able to to get himself to California. But he, yeah. he is suspicious because he's going fast. And weaving. And weaving. Yeah. And the police officer... Asked what's in the trunk. Was there a reason for that?
1: Well, no. Just in the 80s, though, if we remember back, like it's nothing that we got to remember, it's nothing like it was now. It is now because I remember in the 80s being being 16, 17 years old in high school, walking down the road with open beers and, you know, (laughs) just drinking them over and the cop just saying, hey, pour that out and then taking our 12 pack. And then they went and drank it. Oh. This God. this you know, I mean this there was I never even heard of the word DUI when I was in high school. Right. You know, that was like a I mean I'm sure there were. Yeah. But it's not like it is now where everything I mean it's, it's a complete different world. So you gotta remember that. That's
0: true. Yeah. So what's So in a cop trunk could
1: just say what what's in your trunk, you know. Because he's interested in taking whatever's in the it trunk. There might be a twelve pack in there. <laughs> That's a true story, by the way. <laughs> For me.
0: Whoa.
1: You can't just drop that. What that really happened to you, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. He took my, uh, he made me pour out the one I was drinking in front of him and the whoever was with me. I don't remember what a time and uh, what a glorious time. Took our beer, (laughs) drove away. (laughs) 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 And we were clearly underage, that's probably in the drinking right in front
0: of him somewhere right now. But the officer goes to the back of the trunk and in a totally comic way opens it. glowing light explodes him
1: yeah and the sound effects yeah
0: (laughs) and nothing but his boots are left with smoke coming out so did you know this was did you think this was funny
1: did you yeah well the 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 skeleton yeah yeah the fake skeleton in the in the uh i don't know super deluxe teasy because this is the same year as uh ghostbusters oh yeah so clearly not the budget Right. Of Ghostbusters right. to do the effects, but you know the, the skeleton and the and the sound effect was hilarious.
0: But that's you know that's why we love independent filmmakers. Yeah, they, they just get it done. But it, it's a comedy at the same time. Yeah, because you, know? you know right away it, it that kind of screams comedy to me. Uh huh. And back in the day, I you know I see Iggy Pop and I'm like, oh cool. But that moment was like, oh this is going to be great. All the <laughs> things I like comedy. Horror maybe and punk rock. Yeah, so we meet uh, Otto Emilio Estevez's character at the grocery store. Yep, <laughs> and uh, what an intro!
1: Yeah, he's he, not his his. So we had our inciting incident, right? Oh, Some, that that would know, be it. You know, something's in the trunk, right? And uh, and then cut to our character, lead character intro, and uh, he's not spacing the cans correctly. Well, you know he's. He's establishing himself as a as a rebel, as a punker. Yeah. Although he doesn't have a punk rock haircut, he's super clean cut, except for the one earring. The,
0: well, that's that's that the was,
1: punkness in him is that earring.
0: That was it at the time, right? Like that's the, the hardest core thing you could do.
1: Well, the other ones that he hangs with were pretty had the yeah, mohawks yeah, yeah, and the spikes. True. That's and, true.
0: I wonder if there was something like he's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to look like a
1: weirdo. I have no idea. He didn't yeah, he didn't. Cuz he
0: looks pretty pristine. You're right. Yeah. For like Yeah, a, and then he's
1: just got the little dangly earring. Yeah.
0: And what I think is funny is he he's he's chastised for not doing his job right at the grocery store. And immediately he's like fuck you <laughs> and the security guard
1: pulls a gun on yeah. him. Yeah. Again, it's the 80s. You can do that. And what, you could he could probably could have shot him. What because a time he used profanity. That you lived in. Yeah. Jesus. Well,
0: you were there, too. Tops just are taking your beer. <laughs> I wasn't old enough to drink beer in 1984.
1: Yeah, there, all, all you had to do was write the report correctly at the end of the night oh, so gee. that it met all the laws, and you were good. Wow. So <laughs> he leaves a job he doesn't care
0: about, and in the first 10 minutes, just for me, yeah, there's a Circle Jerk song and a Suicidal tendencies song. Like uh. soundtrack wise, I'm like, yeah, oh man, this
1: is awesome. Well, good to know because I, 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 yeah,
0: know, it, I know none of it, that. No, no, no. But you know, like, if it was the the jazz equivalent, it would have been like
1: your like, favorite, like kind weather of report, esoteric. yeah, exactly. And, and then the Tower Power yeah, exactly. ends it out. Yes. I would have been, you know, I would have been having a floorgasm. Yeah.
0: And and they probably could have done that. <laughs> so he what... he goes to like a warehouse and they're just like moshing in the parking lot, which happened uh, yeah. like if you were a metal and punk kid the right song came on you just started thrashing yourself about with other
1: people were you one of those you got yes. a true story
0: absolutely I was at a Cannibal Corpse concert and uh, a song came on I was in the bathroom and the entire bathroom erupted into a mosh pit <laughs> <laughs> people didn't even wait to get out to the floor they just started it wasn't moshing. a concert
1: it was a DJ or no was it was a concert was a it was a gig okay.
0: just uh, like a, a big song came on and everybody stopped pissing and just started punching each other so- <laughs> Wow! Yeah. I
1: am so sorry I missed out on that. Oh well, you know, you know. I mean, do they do you piss on each other? I mean, do <laughs> I don't you, know. you zip? I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? I think everybody's. You don't remember? Like, oh. you, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're probably a little, little
0: uh, inebriated yeah. there. Yeah. So he goes to a house party and and he has a, a lady friend, right? Because he's seen in bed with Debbie.
1: Yes, who is
0: a prominent character
1: yeah, later. And he he's a real casanova you know he he really uh you know has got a lot of, you know he he really charms them. yeah does a lot of foreplay making sure the girl's taken care of yeah yeah <laughs>
0: not <laughs> and then later she cheats on him and that's like the absurdity of this movie yeah like you see like it feels like well the-
1: what was with the fold into the pants the he do you know? No. Okay, because he folds his pants and he just lays back, puts his arms behind his head, and says, "Okay, go to it." And then yeah, yeah she says, "Go get me a beer." And then he comes back and she's, <laughs> she's in bed with, with somebody with, else. She's in bed with his best friend. Yeah. I, I
0: think that's you know some of the like absurdity <laughs> of it. You know, like yeah. I, I think there are some intentional reasons to do things. Oh yeah, it's funny. It you is. You know, but he he has
1: zero charm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I guess that's true. So he sits alone after being forsaken by his lady. And he's sitting on the, tra- on the train tracks. Yeah. And this is another punk rock moment because he starts screaming
1: a song. I, was, I wrote it down. I'm so glad. Oh, I was going to ask you. you. I wrote down what he said because I wanted to know if it was a song because it was. I really liked it. So he's like, oh, this is great. he's going, don't want to talk about anything else. We don't want to know. We're just dedicated to our to favorite, our favorite show. shows. Okay, and, and I actually have a quiz for you, Ryan. Uh huh. Can you name the six shows that he yells oh, out? Christ, this no. This is your movie, baby. Go for uh, it.
0: That's incredible. Uh, shoot. <laughs> this is, <laughs> I, 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 I've never been more ashamed. <laughs> Oh, I, I thought you
1: would nail all six right off the game. No, all right. Where all right. are they? Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Monday Night Football. Dallas. Jeffersons. Gilligan's Island. Flintstones. Flintstones. Yeah,
0: it's a black flag song called "TV Party."
1: Oh, it's uh um Rollins. Yes. No way. Yes. Did he write the lyrics? I'm guessing so. I.
0: I love the I I love what he wrote there. So it's 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 an ironic song about being obsessed
1: with TV back in the day. Well, and we still are, yeah, and have been since that. Because there's another <laughs>
0: chorus where they're like, "That's incredible." I mean, they they do like more shows. I just wow today I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but so he sings TV party
1: and again well, it's my I should have gave you a little prep on that. That's you, I, okay. I, I, no, I hit you.
0: No, I need I need to be checked and I need to be a better podcaster. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're going down the rabbit hole. Here we go. <laughs> Come back. No, no, no. I, I that, that's a great question. Yeah, well,
1: it could be a game, you know. That's It's mean, like a new because thing it's we a song we started I've been listening doing to clone. forever. Does he say those? Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, that's in the song. That's in the song. That is the those song. six those movies are, the are in or they're not movies. Saturday Night Live. Those and... are the
0: lyrics of the song. Yeah.
1: Wow. And at one point,
0: that's incredible. I thought he made those six it's up. TV party tonight.
1: No. The Flintstones is actually in the sun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we we get to, I, I think, the next inciting incident when Otto's walking down the street and Bud kind of drives up. So oh, yeah, yeah. So you have Harry Dean Stanton, and he's asking Otto to drive his
1: pregnant old lady's car. I need you to drive. He, he's about to drop twins. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and she's nowhere around, and they're like in the. Wor- I gotta yeah. get my car out of this bad He's neighborhood. Just
0: walking down the street. Yeah,
1: in this god awful
0: 80s, just like you lived in drinking the, beer, walking down the street. You lived in a crazy time, man. <laughs> so this could have happened to you. Did this ever happen to you?
1: No, I never got. Somebody try to quote recruited. All right, to be to steal a repo car. So.
0: um He
1: agrees,
0: and did you notice the name of the company? Oh. The repossession company?
1: Well, I remember when they answered the phone. (laughs) They said it. It's um,
0: Helping Hand. The Helping Hand Acceptance Corporation. (laughs) Which
1: is... That's funny.
0: It it feels like it's fake, but it's a repo
1: company. Yeah, but it it sounds like... Like a food bank or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, something maybe church-based. Right. But, you know, no, we're stealing your car because you didn't make your famous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he gets into the office, and the first thing I notice is a guy, and this happens throughout the movie, with, and I'm, this happens a lot, there's a guy with a six-pack of beer on yeah. his desk, and it's just white cans that say beer.
1: Yeah, it happened in the grocery store, the entire yeah. aisle. That's so they didn't have to pay.
0: Well, it's also a commentary on you know, like, like consumer nature, you know, it's like they live, you know, obey and all that kind of stuff. It's like,
1: Oh, consume, consume, consume. Yeah. Consume. I didn't even think of that. You, I
0: just food, food, food.
1: Yeah. It's all, so they didn't have to pay, you know, cornflakes. That's but, a good you point. Know, yeah. <laughs> You're you know, probably they, right. Actually. The white bag of, in a white bag just says pretzels. I looked, I looked too into that. No, I, how do you know? I, well, I just, that's some nice like insight.
0: The consumer culture, you know what I mean? Like that's what everything was about in the eighties.
1: Yeah.
0: It was cops stealing your for beer. lack of
1: a better word. And greed. Greed. You see right? What I, you see what I did
0: there? Wow, that's not an independent movie. We can't talk no, about No, but his
1: brother's in it.
0: <laughs> you see what I did there? Yes, you I did. Know, wow. Man. New clever man I know. Blue Moon has been good to me today.
2: <laughs> and <laughs>
0: Can the I guy say that? the guy not sponsored by Blue Moon, but we're open to it. But the guy <laughs> <coughs> gives him a beer. And he, when he pours it out, it's clearly water.
1: Oh, I missed like that. It's so
0: it's clear, and that's like a meme. It's just like clearly, you know, it's not when he there. walks in
1: and says, "Somebody piss on the
0: floor yeah, again." Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I I wrote down two things, and I don't know what they refer to. I like Canadian bacon myself,
1: and people just explode. Well, the, that's when they are. Uh, when the government's there making the explanation to the cops of why there's just a pair of boots there.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's the first thing. Yeah, that's that. that, that, um,
1: And this lady, the government lady, you know, with the the hand issue, she reminded me (laughs) of, although she doesn't have her stature, but she reminded me of Sturba. Oh. Yeah. Smaller in stature, but for some reason, uh, maybe it's the hairdo, you know, just the blonde. She just reminded me of her.
0: Interesting. Yeah, Sybil Danning is her name. Sturba.
1: Well, that's Christopher Lee. And that it, is but... from the Howling, Part Two. two yeah. yeah, my okay. sister's a werewolf.
0: That's an <laughs> I mean, interesting... Is that is,
1: is yeah. that it? Yeah, yeah that's it's the whole title. Full title. So I would have failed in that show that you, you, yeah, you go to. Movies, yeah, because yeah, you have to name. Oh God, <laughs> you're made. You're built for that. So, you know, they they go back to. A supermarket.
0: Everything's generic. Things just say food, and then Otto goes back home, and I think this is kind of a cool moment with his parents.
1: (laughs) He's trying to scam him out of a grand.
0: Well, no, he wants to go to college.
1: No, he's just trying to get the money because he's broke. Because he asked for the money first.
0: I was believing the best in Otto at that point. Oh, well, that's. It's that like, way I she- want to go to college. And they're like, we spent the money and we gave it to a televangelist.
1: As they're watching the televangelist on watching. the TV. Which was another
0: 80s thing. Oh, yeah. So, like, you saw all that stuff happening. Well,
1: it still goes on.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah. And they're blank-faced just watching this TV, yeah. which is so, that yeah. image is so impactful to me.
1: They won't they
0: won't they take their eye they won't even they look, even at, look them. at them. Yeah. To say we we gave your college savings away, sorry.
1: <laughs> but they donated it in all three of their names jointly. They're sending Bibles to South America. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So so he was pissed. Your
0: reaction to that?
1: Um I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, like if that was you. The thousand that they would you gave would you my college this, fund to the television i probably would have done surveillance on the <laughs> televangelist and exposed um his network all yet. right so you would have taken the whole thing down
0: uh from that well until so they until their hitman that would have given out. you purpose that's interesting because he <laughs> is driven Otto is driven to the repo company mm-hmm. he didn't want to do it initially then he Right. Kind of reluctantly right. joins. Yeah,
1: they put cash in his hand and said, "Too late." Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you got to remember, my mindset in the '80s, you know, this was so much different I than liked, today. Um,
0: Bud and Otto's relationship in this. There's a lot of scenes of them driving. Hmm?
1: A lot. It's it's like a mentor. Yeah. You know,
0: and he's trying to teach.
1: There's a a lot of a lot about the code, which yeah. he is apparently the only one that has. Because the other everybody else <laughs> the breaks. Everybody the else <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but Alex Cox, the director, worked at a repo company. And a lot of this stuff came uh-huh. from his
1: experience. Which yeah. Which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. And you got to be intense to do that kind of job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're drinking all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think
0: it's said like repo men choose to get into intense situations. So oh. you have, I, I yeah. like the, the, Harry Dean Stanton and Emilio Estevez stuff. I like the too. mentor, mentee. Yeah. And I think that was written kind of purposefully. Miyagi
1: and Daniel
0: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. But I, I like how Harry Dean Stanton asks Otto to dress
1: like a detective. I like how you call Harry Dean Stanton and then you give Emilio his character name Otto. I like how you switch worlds like that. I like how Bud. Tolado, no, don't don't go changing.
0: (laughs) I don't know why I do that. That's a good point. I I
1: thought it was cool
0: that you you know. Well, it's it's my how you know. I guess I'm trying to like give agency to maybe like the actor decided to do that. You have a
1: lot of respect, not that you don't, Familió, but 205 films, character actor. You're you're giving him his full name and respect.
0: (laughs) I guess we should be more consistent. I should like do the character names and actor names. (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't
1: a criticism;
0: he, it was just an observation. It, it, it's a good one, and I like how he's like, "Don't look like a punk. Yeah. Look like a detective. You yeah. don't
1: want to draw suspicion. They to think you're packing that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
0: they'll they'll fuck with you less, or something." And you like find that. later that light is totally packing in a completely different way. <laughs> but the Rodriguez brothers, yeah, they meet their competitors, right?
1: I. I got the impression they were actually car thieves, but I think they're. A com- but they should have been competitors. Repos. Yeah, I think it's they just, are. The, a couple things they said it made it sound like they were just literally. Yeah. Thieves, but yeah. you know, yeah. I think I got thrown off on that. Okay. I
0: liked you know the point again, and this made me think of the consumer thing, where I think Otto or Bud says, "Let's go get a drink," and they just have <laughs> a can that says "Drink."
1: Yeah. I mean, they literally just leave. The party store, right? And then there's the robbery, like after they leave, yeah. and then they go to a scene, and then he's like, "Let's get something to drink," and they go back to the same party store that they just left. You know, it seems like five <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah, that was just that was funny. Yeah, and then they end up with the Rodriguez brothers in that. What is that? That drain? What? What is that like a culvert? I mean, but it's huge. Yeah, and it looks to me like what is in Terminator Two when he leaps yeah, the motorcycle does, does. off. Into that, and he's being chased by the T one.
0: The absurdist nature, like, why
1: are they driving
0: that thing? Yeah, what is that thing? Narratively, it doesn't make any sense.
1: It's it's in L A, right? Yeah, that's and what T two is probably L A. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I think it's the same, but that thing probably goes on for miles. Probably the
0: same thing. In the like Otto's first job with Mrs. Magruder... When he throw, he throws a dead rat in her lap yeah. to get her out of the car.
1: <laughs> I actually didn't get that the first time. I, I'm ashamed to say. When I'm watching it, when I watched it the second time, it was like blatantly obvious. I must not have been focused enough the first time through because he's throwing the dead rat in there to get her to run to out of the car, the car so he can take it. And, and they're at park. They're at a red light, and she maces him. Yeah, and she <laughs> She's doesn't even flinch. Not scared.
0: So you've processed a lot up to this point. That's what I'm saying. So if you didn't, you know, see the absurdity at this point, it it makes a lot of sense. But it just, it seems like you're on on board, but was he told? Like, Bud said, hey, take this dead rat, (laughs) throw it in this lady's lap. No, he
1: just, he says it works every time with the ladies. So I'm like, my mind was like, oh, he's going to go hit on her. (laughs) Yeah. And then he throws something at her, you know, and then she maced him. So I, I was like, yeah i didn't i I missed it. I missed what was that was supposed to be about the first time the second time it was really obvious <laughs> so now we meet
0: Layla, who again, like Otto and Bud meet, yeah, she is walking down the street in the middle of the road as well
1: the The Layla intro is friggin bizarre and weird for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it—that's what this movie is, and it's a comedy. It's just a fun ride. But the the whole dialogue between those two.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, I
1: even wrote it down because it was just so, <laughs> so fucking absurd. Um, well, you go ahead. I mean, you had something you were well, gonna.
0: Well, you know, I. I I like, I liked how weird it was, but I think about how fucking dangerous things were back then. And he's like, let me give you a ride to work. Yeah. And she's going to work at a
1: supermarket or something. Yeah. Wasn't the 80s like the peak of the serial killers too, I want to say? I mean, everything is – Especially there. (laughs) Ramirez and Golden State Killer and yeah. (laughs)
0: So she gets into the car and she produces a picture of four dead aliens in the trunk of that car
1: cuz she's hiding from the she's a car nut guys yeah, the yeah, the, yeah. the government next agents next to them so in the agents i i
0: like their little bits i think that that they that yeah. works really well yeah but she's saying i know something here's a picture of four dead aliens which the the picture did it look like aliens to you
1: a couple of hot dogs <laughs>
0: it did look like <laughs> hot dogs mashed together <laughs> And he gets her to work, and do they just fucking go at it in the back seat? Yeah, he,
1: he drops her off and makes his move, right? She gets out of the car, and, and he says, "Um, hey, you want to get together or whatever again sometime? She's like, oh, I have to work and stuff. And then he just gets the same look he did on in, in, in his face when he was in bed with the other girl. Yeah. And he says, here's your shit. Um, And she says, girls might like you if you'd lighten up a little bit. Girls wait, I gotta get under the light here. Girls pay to go out with me. And then she just stops and says, Wanna get back into the car? Yeah. And then they just get in the back of the car and go at it. <laughs> so so I wrote this down so I would have this line because it apparently works. Girls pay to go <laughs> to go out with me. And then she says want to get back into the car. So you're storing that away for a future endeavor? It was so effective and I just couldn't believe it, you know. I would never so even have next thought time of you, that. You meet somebody. You're gonna be like, girls pay to go out with me. Doesn't that? And sound then I'll like, just open the door, like a gigolo. I just open the car door, and then uh, you know, but they're gonna just say, you "Want to get back in the car?" I, all right, let I mean, me know if that works. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna I, get, I, I'm gonna get hit. I'm gonna get kicked in the balls. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing it. But it, it was just so absurd to me. I had to write it down.
0: Yeah. So another scene that kind of was interesting to me they you know they they're repoing cars throughout this yeah and they're tossing the items out of the cars <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah oh when he's with the um um who's the, the the black guy what's his name light light yeah miller light and bud <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but he's just tossing like wrapped packages wrapped
1: christmas presents <laughs> out the window and one of them is
0: shown to be a whole stack of money. He gets run over by another car, and yeah. it's
1: all and it's stacks of hundreds. Yeah, I was like, that was funny. It's like, why not open it and see what's in it? Well, I mean,
0: maybe that just like it's just property; they don't care. Um, so, the next scene that I, I I really liked was was Miller and Otto. And they're burning things, so it's clear that they don't care what's in the car. Yeah, well, my they pick was, was going to be
1: Bud and Otto for your thing, so I missed it. It's Miller and Otto. Really? Yeah, because oh, yeah. I, I just had a feeling you were going to relate to, um, yeah, to to the the interaction. And I also thought it would be Otto and the scientist, one of those two. Oh, and it turned and out I to be to ask. It turns out to be yeah Miller.
0: So um, I think Miller, like this actor, steals the show. Yeah. He's so good. He's like he's like a dirty Socrates. Like,
1: oh, uh, that's phenomenal. <laughs> a dirty Socrates. Like, f- like f- unclean. Well, maybe Socrates probably didn't bathe either. Yeah, you know, none of them were. No. The people haven't been clean. Like we've been clean
0: for like the past hundred years, maybe eighty You're since 1952. Like, yeah, since 1952. Yeah, so the hot the but hot like water so- tanks Socrates became efficient. Was then. filthy. <laughs> So, um Miller is talking to Otto, they're burning things, and here's my clip, because I think this is pretty amazing.
3: They view life as a bunch of unconnected incidents and things. They don't realize that there's this like lattice of coincidence that lays on top of everything. I'll give you an example, I'll show you what I mean. Suppose you're thinking about a plate of shrimp. Suddenly somebody will say like plate or shrimp or plate of shrimp out of the blue, no explanation. No point in looking for one either. It's all part of a cosmic unconsciousness. I read a lot of acid miller back in the hippie days. I keep another instance. <laughs> you know the way everybody's into weirdness right now? Books in all the supermarkets about muted triangles, UFOs how the Mayans invented television, that kind of thing. I not read really the books. Well, the way I see it, it's exactly the same. There ain't no difference between a flying saucer and a time machine. People get so hung up on specifics, they miss out on seeing the whole thing.
1: So what's funny about that is, so it's 1984, and the plate of shrimp, uh philosophy there is basically explaining the law of attraction before it was a catchphrase of law and attraction, you know, which is, you know, a, a more modern phrase of that. And uh, that that really struck me as funny because then that's followed up with the they change the name of the book and they call it because this this kind of plays throughout the movie, too. They call it a diuretics. And it's the L. Ron Dian- Hubbard Dianetics. book, Dianetics, yeah, that yeah. the Scientology book that yeah. was a huge smash in the eighties. Yeah. That was hilarious. And then this is basically a law of attraction explanation, which, you know,
0: it's, you I know, thought it was pretty cool. It's a great little scene. But and it's that guy delivers so well on that. Yeah. As they're just burning shirts and I keep waiting for him to cook breakfast. And what have you. And at this point, the I, I think now is when Helping hand is given the option of getting this car for twenty grand, right? Yep, yep. That uh, yeah, that's exactly right. So they get a bounty notice on the Chevy Malibu. Like, oh my God, that's a huge. Because what do you think they make on normal?
1: I don't understand how they make money. He said, Bud said, like two or three hundred bucks a car. And then if you steal a steal, if you repossess a fifty thousand dollar Porsche. You could make five grand. Right. So it's 10%. So the cars are worth two or three grand, you know, two or $300 is what I got out of that. Yeah.
0: And, you know, you get little bits of the government people doing surveillance. Now, who do you think they were? FBI? CIA? Uh,
1: CIA was dropped in one scene. CIA was? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because I I, I didn't note like, what they are. And, And the lady with the metal hand apparently was supposed to have a metal arm but they didn't have the budget for it, so they just gave her this weird glove.
1: Well, all they needed was to use a little more tinfoil. I mean, it was just a tinfoil glove. <laughs> and I like that actress.
0: I like it. To your point, Stir-ba. she's really...
1: She's. I think she's really cool.
0: And I had another note about, like, a conversation, but in Otto, I think we're having, where they're talking about Russia, and he says they don't pay bills in Russia. It's all free.
1: Yeah, which is, you know... I guess true, right? It's like a, it's a, it's a, everybody's equal, you know, kind of thing. It's communist, and, but. Yeah, but, but what, the, his reaction to it. It was, yeah. And,
0: and they don't pay bills in Russia. It's all free.
1: You're not a communist, are you? <laughs> i a communist in my car. And then he turns and goes, or Christians. Right, right, right. And I'm like, oh my God. So.
0: <laughs> no commies, no Christians in, in his car. In the review, one of the reviews I have. So this is seen as a very anti-religious movie. And I can see why
1: that's it's the punk scene. rockers, Aren't they anti-religious? Yeah. Okay. So
0: we'll get there, but the guy in the Malibu gets to L.A. and he's clearly sick. He's weird. Yeah. in The first thing, because he's got like one lens in his glasses. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets yeah. out of the car and he throws up. Yeah. Like, there's something wrong. Did what did you think at that point?
1: Um. I don't remember if if. Layla has explained it yet or not? Who he is? No, I don't think it's been. Explained. Okay, because it's coming. I mean, she does explain it. Yeah, that he's the scientist that stole the alien bodies. I just didn't remember at this point. She no, had, I don't she think, had, the, I don't think, she had said that yet.
0: So you're kind of like, what is going on with this guy? You think that there's aliens in the trunk of a car?
1: We, yeah, really, we have no
0: idea. What would be the point other than the alien?
1: Well, yeah, she showed the alien pictures. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he pulls into a gas station, and the Rodriguez brothers
1: oh, yeah. take the Malibu. Yeah. They left a book of matches. And, and the Napoleon Dynamite-looking guy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then also, the uh, the scientist reminds me of somebody, and I'll wait till the scene where they're alone in the car later to tell you who, because he delivers a line that completely yeah. re- reminds me of someone from a 1966 movie. Oh. And I'm like, oh my God, is that him? Interesting. Yeah. So So that was my theme for this, Brian, is everyone reminded me of somebody oh, else. Something you know, from the
0: past. Yeah, older. The the scene where Otto goes to get Mrs. Parks' car and gets beat up.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. In Motown.
0: Yeah, is an interesting scene because it's it's very clearly, you know, he's gotta go repossess this car from a woman who's got Grown kids who are not going to let him take this car, and he gets his ass. No, it's kicked.
1: a it's a band. Oh, are they? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I mean, they came in with the guitar. The bass player's <laughs> leaning on his case, the hard shell case. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and it. I thought because Motown did move to L.A. at yeah. some point, and that's that's what I kind of thought oh, it was.
0: That's that's neat. Yeah, I, I don't remember that.
1: what year, but I it was around that time. Wow, or before that. Yeah, Motown <laughs> went from Detroit to L.A. So Otto um, gets his ass beat
0: yeah big time. and uh, like seven on one. this comes into play later with the the code of the repo man <laughs> right? like oh uh, yeah, who, a repo man, you have to pay the price. yeah,
1: who did that to you? Boy? right right? So we
0: get back to the Malibu with the Rodriguez brothers, and it's like sputtering and gurgling, and you're thinking it's breaking down.
1: And they're, they're really hot, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're
0: like, we got to pull over and
1: get get a drink. Yeah. In another gas station, if not the same one. And I don't know. <laughs> probably the same one. <laughs> that they just stole the car from. So were you
0: getting sci-fi vibes at this point in time?
1: Yeah, because of the aliens. Yeah. The alien picture and yeah. the CIA, you know, hunting down the car. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you, you Yeah, you think there's aliens. So
0: you forget about <clears throat> Debbie, who cheats on him and the two guys that she's running with, and they're doing crime all over the place.
1: Yeah. Uh, Apparently the same liquor store three times. Yeah. They robbed that same three times that's in the right. same movie, yeah.
0: You think that's just a location problem? Yeah, it's <laughs> because... a budget.
1: It's a budget. We got clearance for this one. They probably yeah. shot them all back to back. <laughs> all those scenes just back, back a to different back.
0: different guy behind the counter. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> so they steal the Malibu.
0: And so now you're like, this car, there's something wrong with this car. Yeah. If there's aliens in this car... De- they're dead bodies. What does that mean? Because it's hot. It's not a good thing, apparently.
1: No. Nope. Radi- radiation or something.
0: What I thought was interesting is that's when um, Otto and Light go to repossess the Mustang and they get shot at. <laughs> and it's like, this is dangerous. Yeah. Like, it's been dangerous for Otto this whole time. Like... But he's in for the ride.
1: Well, then Light pulls up in his car and pulls out the big gun. Yeah, and starts firing back into the house. <laughs> and did, house. did you notice? So that gun sound was straight out of Dirty Harry. So if you listen to the sound of the guns the that's being fired at him, uh-huh. you know when it first goes through the bo- the window through the window, it's just a regular you know bang right. bang whatever. Right. And then when uh, Light pulls out his gun and fires back, you will hear the, the forty-four Magnum the sound. sound of 44.
2: Of
1: <laughs> it's the exact same sound from Dirty
0: Harry. Well, I mean, that's interesting because um, Mahato's like, you can't be shooting at a house. You could have killed somebody in there.
1: <laughs> and then he like points it at his leg and shoots him. Yeah. And nothing it's happened. It's like
0: blanks. Blanks Blanks work just, yeah. work just as good. They work just as good.
1: That was a cool scene. It was it was a cool scene,
0: and so, did the CIA? They kidnapped a weird guy. Is Layla kidnapped as well? Yeah, she sure is. And then, uh, and is this where more of the plot is kind of revealed?
1: Well, there, you know, that's where she reveals that she's... Sturba reveals that she's CIA. You know, because yeah. she's like. You want to work for the CIA, right? And, right, right. Because she has to turn in who um, Otto is, exactly. Because you know, they're trying to get to the car, because they know Otto yeah. knows where the, uh, is the car,
0: where the car is. And the next scene is is them getting ready to uh, avenge Otto. And I notice Miller is just cutting his own hair
1: and just laughing and smiling like, when he's doing is it. Is that yeah.
0: an actor's choice? Do you think on the day he's like, "Fuck it." I'm going to stand here like a weirdo and cut my goddamn hair.
1: Were they cutting his hair before that?
0: No. And then he, he just he, started cutting his own? He had a mirror, and he's just cutting his hair and yeah. smiling. And
1: he's like, yeah, he's like all giddy. Yeah. And maybe the
0: director's like, let's go with that. Yeah. Because that I, seems like an actor's choice. I think so.
1: Where'd oh, the scissors God, come that from? That's great.
0: <laughs> well, he might have been like, give me some scissors. Yeah. Or they were on set because he's in yeah, a That rod. would
1: That's like a walk-in move. You know, just picking up the maracas and starting dancing. I used to be a dancer. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) So now they go to a club, and this was another punk rock moment for me. Oh, boy. Because there's a lounge band.
1: Oh, and I only know this one because I saw it in the credits, or I saw it in one of the interviews. Oh, what'd you see? That that was the Circle Jerks.
0: Yes, the Circle
1: Jerks doing. Is that uncomfortable? To doing. You? Yeah, did you, I kind of hesitated <laughs> on that. They are doing a
0: lounge version of one of their songs. That's called "When the Shit Hits the Fan." Duck. And Otto Run says. The shit. I used to like these guys. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. yeah. So uh,
1: had they been around a little while in '84? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's really funny. So him saying I used to like the them.
0: original singer of the Circle Jerks uh, sang for Black Flag, and then he left Black Flag or was fired, and and created the Circle Jerks.
1: Oh, so, so Rollins isn't the founding? No, no. I've never even heard a Black Flag song. I gotta, I gotta at least listen I, to one. Well, Which one should I listen to? yeah Give me one, and I'll TV listen to party. it. Yeah, T V party. T V party. Yeah,
0: that's the one that's in this movie that he sings. Oh. It, it, so it, I heard it. Black Flag is is a, it, I know this is not a movie po- or a, a music podcast, but they're a um I, I call them a challenging punk rock band because their music is not catchy. It's like on the first album that that Rollins sings on, damaged by the last song on that album his voice is gone you can hear it (laughs) what a title you could hear it it's and it's such a like in a gritty amazing performance and you know they did it stupid they weren't smart about it they didn't plan it out they just did one song one song one song one song they left the last song damaged for the end and it's the hardest thing to do and his voice was shredded yeah and that's what's compelling to me
1: he strikes me as hardcore i mean from the movie oh, yeah. yeah i mean he's just like you know, like a warrior he gave it everything yeah. no
0: technique just screamed <laughs> for years and so black flag's a, a a tough band to you know they're they're catchier you know punk bands you know the green day and and things like that but black flag i think their their stuff is really Terse and angular yeah. and the riffs are messy. It's and, definitely not
1: mainstream. No,
0: it's the epitome of punk rock. Yeah. And they were like you can smell the sweat when you listen to a black flag song.
1: That's yeah. the best way I can describe that's, it. That's awesome. I I you, you can see the gleam in his eye, folks. <laughs> <laughs> He's a happy man right now. So um <laughs> the
0: the aliens are clearly causing problems in the trunk. Right? It seems
1: they're getting hotter and hotter. Like, you know the, the car, car is like a problem. something's gonna something's gonna go wrong yeah. soon here.
0: And the 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 strange guy
1: confronts the like the three punks. Yeah, because they had stolen the car from yeah. him, and he's trying to get the car back. And he, but he's clearly not well. No, but you're like, he, what is his end game? He's smart enough to say, well, "Why don't you see yeah, what's in the trunk?" Look in the trunk? Are, oh, you're afraid to look in the trunk. <laughs> and then the tough guy Duke there, you know, Duke. gets his hand burned a little bit trying to open the truck, and he starts whining and crying like a baby. I, I thought that was funny. Yeah. That he's a tough guy until he actually gets hurt, and then, yeah, you know, and then he's back to being the suburban, the white suburbanite <laughs> that he is. That's
0: that's telling. Yeah. That's telling. Yeah. That's a lot of. Because they reveal that in the end. Yeah. And and in punk, in the days, a lot of it was, I think, and, and you lived through it, you you saw it, was a suburban reaction to, you know, what what they thought needed to change. And they wanted to be different and they wanted, but at the core, they were suburban kids who just wanted to be hard and be different, but
1: they weren't. Yeah, rebellious. Yeah, yeah,
0: but there were some real punks, you know, and there's stories about bands. Well, it
1: came from England, didn't it? Originally, the the punk
0: scene. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to officially comment on that too much, but yeah, I mean,
1: okay, I mean, I could be, I didn't, maybe it started here and went over to there. I, I mean, don't know.
0: There, there's different versions or, or different. Um, uh, Jesus, different <laughs> intonations of it. From different places. New York had its own scene and L.A. had its own scene. Okay. Should we leave that long pause in? Just, like, think I had a fucking stroke?
1: <laughs> it wasn't as long as you thought. Oh, God. It feels it like, just felt like forever. You know? Holy shit. Just because, you know, Ryan is usually smooth as a baby's bottom, you know? <laughs> baby powder, if you will, oh, for God our Olivia Munn fans. And that's uh, another quote that's credited to you. And, <laughs> and so, so, yeah, you you think it's longer than it was. Thank you. I it's, appreciate it, you. Man. It was
0: pause for effect. So I like how Otto sees the Malibu and he races after it. He's like, oh, my God, we're looking for this car. Yeah. And he's just running down the
1: road well, after it. What did you think of Archie being vaporized? I thought that was hysterical. Yeah, the same and, skeleton. And, <laughs> and the, one,
0: the one tough guy was like, let's go get sushi and not pay for it.
1: Yeah the the one that was whining on the ground cuz his hand yeah, got yeah, burnt. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah let's go do more crime Yeah. they they were just
1: like we're just doing crime yeah they're suburban kids that are trying to act it yeah. out yeah
0: but they're still really doing things cuz you know they're shooting and yeah they just have you. they
1: just have never paid consequences for things so they don't realize right. what they're doing
0: so Otto sees the Malibu he races after it. the guy lets him in which I think is an interesting move yeah. Why let this kid in? The scientist. Yeah. Yeah. J. Frank Parnell is his name. Okay.
1: Character name. So this is our scene coming up here when he starts doing his narration to Otto. And uh, let's see what he's talking about here. I don't know that I wrote down the specifics, but um, no that that scene where they're in the car together and he. He's, That's where he's he, narrating to a
0: scientist. He had a lobotomy. Which, yes, again, the project was canceled. So,
1: ne- you- Neutron Bomb. Yeah. You yeah. I- so, there's, I, I don't remember the specific line he delivers, but when he delivered it, I was like, that is the Riddler from the 1966 Batman movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I was like, the way he did his head and delivered that line. Frank Gorshin, you mean? Is that who is in the 66 movie? Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm proud of that one. Yeah, I'm proud. I don't of that. know how. I'm a little proud of that one. He he does not have
1: a, a computer on in front of him, a phone <laughs> on in front. Of him. Literally, this is what is in his head, folks. He just <laughs> spills this stuff out. It's amazing. So there,
0: there's intrigue. Like, you know, the whole movie. You're like, why are there fucking aliens in this trunk?
1: Yeah. The other question I have. So, writer director, all respect, hats off. You know, anybody that can can do a movie, but. The car does not have a destination. It just literally drives around until it's destroyed. haphazardly there's the car in my yeah, in, in my humble opinion for for story's sake, the car should have had a destination, and it didn't it just he's just driving around willy-nilly he did, LA yeah, he, he, was just in l a in apparently ABC a four thing. block radius because <laughs> from locations that we're Maybe seeing he was, he was
0: escaping something but that's a good point there
1: there, good point. there is there is nothing that yeah. i that i saw in yeah. that so that that it's not a criticism it's just you know no, f- right. for story-wise i it, it, to me it would have helped to have the car have a destination and a little more tension there yeah. in conflict so um
0: parnell is not doing well he passes out and he dies and did you have any thought about what was going on why he was why he died?
1: Well, he just got done talking about the lobotomy that his friend had. And uh Emilio catches on Otto, See what I did there? <laughs> Emilio <laughs> and says, Did you did your friend happen to work at you know, realizing he's talking about himself? Yeah. And then uh yeah. And then he's gonna to quote Bush and Sundance. Uh, You're gonna die bloody. <laughs> so you know you so can I'll only choose where are. and when. You have a lobotomy.
0: How are you? How are you? Yeah, he says. Were you okay with the that? Two the two hemispheres
1: are clashing anyway. <laughs> you know. Well, he he couldn't handle dealing with inventing the neutron bomb.
0: Again, that part of it was really cool to
1: me. Yeah, Back it was. In the it day. was actually compelling. You yeah. know, because what that. Bomb was designed to do and he explains it. And what he wanted to do, yeah. And he's like, How do you live with that? You get a lobotomy. That's how you live with that.
0: (laughs) But it allowed him to at least operate a motor vehicle. So yeah,
1: and escape with the aliens to try to reveal them to the world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um Debbie and the remaining punk crew, they again try to rob the convenience store for the fifth time. It feels like, and Bud's injured. And yeah, there's
1: a lot of shooting <coughs> shooting going
0: on. Yeah. And at this point Otto is captured by the CIA and tortured.
1: Yeah. He he uh Yeah, Otto goes back to the yard after the liquor store robbery to and to find the car missing, but the CIA okay. are waiting for him. Yeah. And uh And they're going to take him to the hospital yeah. after.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but first they torture him and it's his damn girlfriend that's turning the knob on the electrocution button. Yeah. Layla. Layla. Yeah. That
0: bitch. Well, so when did that flip happen?
1: When when Sturba asked her to be, she wanted to be part of the CIA. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. I know. Well, he didn't know her that yeah, I hope people are following that I'm calling her Sturba from Howling 2, which <laughs> is kind of, I don't know, left turn Clyde. Oh, no,
0: this is going to <laughs> be fine. <laughs> So Otto goes to see Bud in the hospital. He's all dressed up, which I thought was nice. Yeah. And the Malibu is in the garage of the hospital because I think maybe Bud grabbed it at some point or whatever. But now it's glowing bright green. Yeah. Like bright, bright
1: green. It's got the Ghostbusters slime green glow all around it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And... They get the car back to the lot. Bud's there, and he's shot. And who shot? Who shoots Bud?
1: It's from the helicopter.
0: Oh, right, because the Rodriguez brothers, automatic weapon. The Rodriguez brothers save Otto's character, which is kind of a cool little redemptive thing.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, they, you know, so we're we're out of the hospital and the the shootout in the parking lot, yeah. the parking garage actually, and, and back this to the is yard. Like the
0: CIA and all those those people just trying to get this car.
1: Yeah, they're trying to yeah reclaim the aliens yeah.
0: so the so
1: us normal folk don't find out that they exist. Yeah, yeah, and
0: Bud gets back, he's shot, and I love as he's dying, he's got a beer in his hand.
1: And he's just like, "Want a beer?" He "He says no, a cigarette." <laughs>
0: Oh, he says yeah, a cigarette? A, I yeah, he they say he to him, want you want a beer?
1: And he says, no, a cigarette. Oh, that's right. And then he says, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. So it does like a full-on John Wayne, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Oh, and there's a nice surprise about John Wayne in this movie for you folks that watch it. So, <laughs> uh, who, Who's his character? Who's, uh, what's his name? Miller? Socrates? Miller, yeah. Miller, yeah. Miller's going to. Have an opinion on John Wayne, so you can uh, Which is, you take that, in. that
0: opinion because apparently there's some merit to that,
1: I guess. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, there is. The whole dress thing? Uh huh. Yeah. Is that a dagger I see before me? Or a nice big dick? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, maybe we'll edit this episode. We're, we're going sideways on so, this one. People show up, things are happening and people are trying to get to the car CIA every like the 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 whole uh, cast <laughs> the telev- televangelist shows up with a with a holy bible approaches and is exploded everybody can't get to the car they're exploded
1: yeah there's like a force field around it yeah yeah the and one guy catches fire the the holy bible that the preacher's holding catches fire can't get near this glowing lime green car Enter Socrates.
0: Yeah, and that's why I that's,
1: with a smile on his face because he just cut his hair.
0: This movie is so fucking weird yeah. <laughs> to the end.
1: Thank you. So at least I did call that right from the oh, beginning. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> and
0: I, I, honestly didn't remember how bizarre it was. Uh huh. You know, I, I grew up watching it, and it was all about the soundtrack and the punk rock and the. Brr, yeah. But I didn't look at the narrative. I didn't look at the look at it through the lens that we look at movies. Yeah. And the your point about the car not having a destination and Jay Frank Parnell where is he going? What is he doing? Is he just trying to drive away until he dies of radiation poisoning? I assume. Did you assume that? It was I, radiation from the the yeah, aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's hot, you know, so I I it Good. doesn't because he does me.
1: he does do that scene about you know, people can take a hundred X X-ray, rays, but then he says about he had the lobotomy too. So it's a little. Yeah, I think it's a combination of the two. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. You know, just to be did weird. him in, but I didn't know where he was going. You yeah. know, where he was supposed to take the bodies. So,
0: Miller just gets in the car,
1: just walks right up to it, right through the force field, <laughs> smile on his face, gets right in. So. You know, it took me a couple watches to come up with a conclusion for for that and for the ending, but you know, I'll I'll let you know what that no, is. So, go, well, go. we're not there yet. Emilio's got to get. Well, right? yeah, and then <clears throat> he he waves Emilio Miller over,
0: beckons Emilio or Otto, and into the car he goes. And I don't know why, after what he's seen, he was so interested in getting in that car.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Other than. Uh,
0: I'd be like, fuck, right off. Well, I'm there's dead bodies away, all around him. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's CIA gunfire, dead bodies yeah. all around him. Maybe are blown up. it might be a better call to get in the car with Socrates, who seems to know. I guess because Socrates earlier on, when he was, when did he was, you, what did you call him? Doing filthy Socrates, it, dirty Socrates. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so earlier on, he mentions when he's not prophesizing, but doing his. Uh, philosophies. He mentions that uh time machines and UFOs are the same thing and uh that's where all the people go to the past. Yeah. Where all the people come from. You know, the future, yeah, where do they go? To the past. So that that's what I took out of that to make sense out of it was that Oh, that's cool. He was in, you know, because he doesn't even drive and hell, he might have even been a UFO himself, but he was an alien himself, but he was they were getting in there and that, that's what when that flew away, um, that was an alien craft going to the past because that was set up earlier in the movie. That's yeah that's I always wondered if that's he what I'm going with
0: supposed to be an alien in the movie, but I didn't think about the car being a craft. But that's a really cool spin I mean that's on this movie. That 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 was
1: what I came up with to make sense of it.
0: Yeah. Because he, he does have this um, otherworldly presence. whenever he's talking, he's just kind of like, yeah, you know, like in a skin suit, and he's just like, Blade play the shrimp,
1: <laughs> men at work." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But the, would that mean Otto is an
1: alien too? Or not men at work? Shit. What am I saying men, men in black? Men in black,
0: skin suit wearing a egger suit.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's
0: a great scene. (laughs) Your skin is hanging off your bones. Is that better? Yeah. (laughs) So Otto gets in the car. (laughs) Yeah. We're now talking about a mainstream movie, but fuck it. And up the car goes. It's aliens, baby. Yeah, it's all relative. Up the car goes and into space.
1: Yeah, it's flying around LA. And then the camera goes up into outer space, and then it like does like a little warp speed thing, like yeah. it's like a POV thing. So
0: that's again, I love this movie because it ends with, oh, those regular people just went into space. That's cool. There's no reason for that. There's no no. Um, well, you can see
1: why it's a cult classic, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because that's that's the kind of movies that that do that. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be. Perfectly written, perfectly foreshadowed, you know?
0: Well, um, so thanks for getting through it.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. We had a good time. I watched it three times. (laughs) Once last week. Oh, geez. (laughs) And twice this week.
0: I watched this movie so much growing up. And, again, it was one of those, um, like, the River's Edge that I might suggest for the pod, like, the music. As a River's Edge was the same thing but with metal like slayer was on the soundtrack oh okay like it 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 guided the trajectory of the movie
1: so were you more into punk or the metal what were they two different phases for you
0: no same time okay and and i you know got into the misfits because the guys in metallica were always wearing misfit shirts so yeah kind of came first but when you had them on a soundtrack it was so rare yeah because the 80s were so populated with pop music. Yeah. And you didn't hear a lot of punk rock or metal on, on movie soundtracks. Huh. So when you see something like this, or like Tape Heads, for example, Fishbone is in Tape heads, you're like, oh my God, this is for me. Even if it may not be the best thing, Yeah, this is for me.
1: I I don't know the movie, don't know the band. But
0: that is okay. <laughs>
1: we may get there. Well, Ryan just introduced me to a band. Through a roundabout way called Nightwish. I'm now holding a digital Blu-ray of uh, <laughs> two concerts to watch. Wow. I did, I did do some YouTube research on her and uh, th- her being the, the, the newest singer. And, yeah, she is a frightening presence on stage. And then Formal. you find out she has an operatic yeah. background. So that's intense. Well, we share things with one another,
0: and that's the point. Um, so some added notes. Alex Cox, the director, was born in Liverpool, moved to Los Angeles to attend UCLA in 1977. Same year, he produced his first film, Sleep is for Sissies, which I've never seen. That same year, he wrote the screenplay for Repo Man, which he hoped to produce for 70000 and began seeking funding. Sometime after Monkey's memble, member, memble, <laughs> Michael Nesmith, agreed to produce the film with a budget of 1.5 million. Hey, 5. with the membles. <laughs> People say we memble around. He's so memble. So he produced it for uh, a budget of 1.5 million dollars. The movie wasn't a success generally, but the soundtrack album was. So,
1: Oh, cool. Like
0: That was about the time, I think, that they started making. Because yeah. I remember... The Ghostbusters soundtrack. Yeah. That song. And my dad got us the record and we played it for seven thousand days straight. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm surprised I'm not murdered by my parents. Yeah
1: because we played it non and, and Huey Lewis won that lawsuit.
0: What? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> if I'm not
0: mistaken, I don't know. I think he did. Um but um the album was a hit, so they re-released it in a single theater in, in New York City. It ran for 18 months, and it earned $4 million. Wow.
1: Yeah. What year? The re- you said re- re- they re-released? It, it didn't say
0: what year, but it made 85, 86, maybe. Oh, so soon. So it it okay. came out, wasn't successful. The soundtrack was, so they re-released it in yeah. one theater, ran for 18 months, and earned $4 million. Again, IMDb trivia. So, got to love
1: the 80s. Yeah.
0: Um, the company that makes the Christmas tree air fresheners, which are in every car. We didn't even mention that. Apparently contributed financially to the movie. Wow. So, Michael Nesmith is into the Christmas tree air freshener uh groove. No special effects <laughs> were used to make the Malibu glow at the end. The car was completely coated with 3M reflective paint.
1: No CG paint no that was a that was a ghost what that was a ghostbusters Again, imdb I'mdb. glow around that that was digital uh, yeah you're probably right uh, uh, i mean well i mean i wasn't there so i can't say but just from my viewing it i know it. it did look like it had a glow but i don't know
0: if 3m paint could make that kind of effect on if you filmed it in a certain way uh, an alternate yeah. ending was planned but never filmed where Otto joins a group of South American revolutionaries. A small element of this can be seen where Marlene is at the Rodriguez's brother's house where you see a bunch of weapons. Wow. Which is, that's a weird fucking ending. Yeah, <laughs> well Marlene shit? was with them, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
1: you know. So she was part of that group, which was kind of interesting.
0: Another alternate ending had the entire city annihilated by a nuclear explosion. Ugh. And Jimmy Buffett is credited as additional blonde agent. No way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I looked deep in the credit list, and Jimmy Buffett is credited in this movie as additional blonde agent.
1: Wow. There, there's no stopping Margaritaville, people.
0: Is this better than his role in... Uh, he's got another that role? Jurassic, uh, he's in uh, Jurassic World. Jimmy Buffett? Yeah, where all the um the pterodactyl things are flying through. Uh-huh. And he's seen like grabbing two margaritas off the table and ducking.
1: Holy shit.
0: So I I'm sure he's in other movies, but
1: Yeah, no, I know that I know that scene real well. I've seen that movie yeah. a few times. And you're cringing as you say it because you have I think you're done with Pratt. I, I think you can't handle. You can handle Diesel and you can handle Van Dam, but you can't handle Pratt anymore. I, I embrace Diesel, Chris <laughs> Pratt. I'm getting over. I'm getting over. Oh, <laughs> uh, we, we're who's goofy. You, we're we're so, we're goofy tonight. Who we're a little... somebody.
0: You're you're over. Like, is there an actor or an actress that you're just? Oh tired God, of? there has to you be. Don't say Vin Diesel, but. Cause I the, was never on. Yeah. I, no, I like. It's on? true.
1: I did like him in Pitch Black, and then and then from then forward, I lost it. Um. The yeah, there. Nothing's coming to mind, though. No one. Well, that's good. But the, there, I will. I will report to you next week. Awesome. <laughs> All right, we're uh, going to end as we always do
0: with some reviews, and we thank you for listening. Yeah. Very very much. If you have thoughts on the podcast and uh, ideas, a little independent podcast at gmail.com is the email. Try to be kind, please. If you <laughs> don't want to be kind, you can do that. But wasn't a
1: jewel that said kindness matters?
0: Be as kind. Like if you're going to be mean, be as kind, mean if you, as you can. Uh,
1: so uh, I'm going to
0: start with a one out of 10 review of this movie. Okay. Uh, and it's titled a good movie for punks and religious bigots. Well, that's Brian. (laughs) (laughs) The release date says 1984, but it might as well say some year in the 1970s because it had the sleazy look and hate-filled anti-religious bias that was so prevalent in films in that decade. It usually didn't take these filmmakers long to get their religious cheap shots in, and that's the case here, too. Within 15 minutes... There was the usual dig against TV evangelists, give it a rest, and the people who listened to them. Three usages of the Lord's name in vain, and a ton of other profanities.
1: I gotta, I gotta inter- interject Sorry. here that that <laughs> that this person probably supports a tele-evangelist. I know. Within 15 minutes, there was the usual dig against a
0: TV evangelist, and then in parentheses, parentheses, give it a rest. Yeah. Yeah, Three they, usages they of the Lord's name in vain and a ton of other profanities It had that scummy 70s atmosphere right from the start. The lead character, Otto Maddox,
1: parenthesis, Emilio Estevez, is
0: a real punk, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, with his clean-cut haircut. And uh, the one, There's another one good earring.
0: example of Hollywood's hypocrisy, being tolerant to every group but Christians. Even if the bias doesn't bother you, the absence of a plot and the stupid dialogue should. This is nothing but garbage. <laughs> Punk rockers and just plain punks love this film, and that should tell you something.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Light, lighten up, Francis. Oh. Which is... Uh, whenever we do this That's the fact, yeah. Whenever
0: we do these, I, I, I'm thrilled for these people. I'm thrilled for these people who do these goddamn ridiculous reviews because I get to say them on our podcast.
1: That they get so worked Thank up. Thank goodness for them. So diving in, yeah. Christ. Yeah, just lighten up a little bit, relax. It is a comedy, not a you know, not a religious to be taken serious film. See,
0: you're a spiritual person, you were were you offended by this? No. All right. That wow. I see it in your eyes. That's really profound, dude.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, if if you're in the right state of consciousness, nothing offends you. Defining moment.
0: We're going to fist bump. Fist bump. You can't even fucking see it, but we're doing it. (laughs) All right. So the last review, 10 out of 10, entitled The Best Movie Ever. Repo Man is, no joke, my absolute number one favorite movie of all time. I think I've seen it between 25 and 35 times, and I can recite most of the movie while I'm watching it. Absolutely the weirdest, funniest, most punk rock movie in existence. Every actor is great in every minor role, and excellent quotable quotes abound throughout. Plato Shrimp It may take a watch or two before you get what is going on, But it's even enjoyable on a scene-by-scene basis, with tons of funny out left-field stuff like food. The soundtrack rages, of course, with black flag and suicidal tendencies on it. What more can I say? See it or be a loser. (laughs) Wait, wait.
1: Did you say Plato shrimp?
0: Yeah, just in the middle of this review. As in
1: P-L-A-T-O?
0: In the middle of this review, plate
1: O, small O. Okay. Plato shrimp, oh, shrimp like dash O dash shrimp. Yeah. Okay. I thought they were making a reference to to him being Plato and I made a reference to him being Socrates. Oh. And then that, that there was a line in the movie that said he was he said Plato <laughs> shrimp. Okay. And I then just, you're going to have to find i almost that had time. my mind blown there but it turns out it had, it was nothing. No, no. It was
0: Plato <laughs> shrimp. Okay. Well, Todd, I cannot thank you enough for doing this podcast with me, and uh, I'm glad you watched this movie, and I hope
1: you liked it. Oh yeah, it was a fun ride, fun ride. Yeah, there, there's I, you some know, problems. It's, there's some problems. It's, it's fun, you know, dipping into the the uh, the weird aspect of independent films. Every once in a while, I like to dip my toe into that end of the pool and go there with you. It's a good time.
0: Well, thank you for that. <laughs> So thank you all for listening. And uh, Todd. Yes,
1: Ryan. We'll always have. Monty Doro. Who are those guys? Who are those guys? You'll love it. It's just a little independent. You'll love it. It's just a little independent. You'll love it. It's just a little independent. You're going to love it. It's just a little independent. Love it. it's just a
0: little Like, it's just like a little I'm introducing a movie to you. Like you're about to. Alright, oh. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. just a little independent.